Welcome to the Big Kid Show. I'm your host, Nick, and I want to thank you for kicking it, even if it's just for a little bit, with us, the Big Kids. Today in the treehouse with me, I have some of my friends and your friends as well. We have Magic Mark and Mr. B. Gents, get ready to put on your thinking caps and maybe a bib and a large stack of napkins ready as well, because we are talking about some of our favorite restaurants of all time. But of course, no one is tuning into our show today to be told where to get a great meal. And this show is all based around yesteryear and a lot of times our childhood and favorites from our childhoods. So from our hood to yours, let's talk about our top three restaurants that are sadly no longer with us and ask, where did they go? Zagat writes a great article called 50 States, 50 Favorite Restaurants. And as a longtime reader of 614 Magazine, they tell us about the best new bars and restaurants to try in the new year. Wherever you are and however you get your news, you can find good writers informing us about great places to eat. Here today, we will get a couple of idiots telling you about their favorite places to eat and asking what the heck happened to them. Okay, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, big kids everywhere, it is time for our top three restaurants. Where did they go? Big kids, let's count it down in the ever popular three, two, one fashion, starting with Marcus Cram. Hit us with your number three lost favorite place to eat. Marcus Cram. All right. So for number three, I'm going to put on the board a place that I went to for the first time as a kid and definitely has like the kid vibes for me. Um, and I never really got to go probably much beyond being like a nine or 10 year old. So it was when I was actually a younger kid. I used to go with my grandparents and that place is called Roy Rogers. Oh, I don't know if you guys have ever eaten at yeah. Roy Rogers. So. My grandparents are from Kentucky. We used to go down to Kentucky and they were from a small town. So going to a big town in Kentucky was a big deal. And they had the Roy Rogers. And at that point, I didn't even know what an Arby's was, what a Hardee's was, what any of that stuff was. My first experience of the roast beef sandwich was at Roy Rogers and the Roy Rogers sauce was special, special mm. sauce. Man, it was fantastic. So, I mean, they they basically were, for those who may not be familiar, um, they were a chain. They originated, they were a rebranding um, of a Roby's House of Beef chain. It was out in like Indiana, I think. Um, and they were actually uh, acquired by Marriott. Go figure. Back in like the 60s, late 60s. Sometimes you got to eat roast beef and take a nap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they uh, they used uh, that and tried to really make an aggressive campaign with it. And then it actually ended up getting bought in the 90, or actually in 1990, uh, by the parent company of Hardee's, which is a Masco. And then they kind of declined and then converted all those to Hardee's. But, um, but they had roast beef sandwiches. They had hamburgers fried chicken. I mean, honestly, like a lot of the normal fast food stuff you would think about. But when you think about fast food as a kid, I feel like there's a special attachment 
especially to a place that you can't go now and see how wrong I might've been when I was a kid and how awful it may be now. Cause when I was seven, eight, nine, it was the greatest food in the entire world. Well, and going there with your grandparents. I mean, that's, yeah. that's gotta be a special memory too, that absolutely no one can ever cap capulate or whatever you want to call it. But no, that's, that's awesome, man. Yeah. We used to actually have like, um, I mean, I, it was never really like big family gatherings, but like my grandparents, my parents and some of their friends and, it didn't really have like a fast food type of feel inside. It felt like a little mm-hmm. more of a sit down restaurant, even though it was fast yeah. food. But, um, but yep, that's what I got. Roy Rogers. It was the spot to be back in uh, the eighties and, and no more. Well, and Roy Rogers was the, he was known as like the King of Cowboys or something like that. Oh, and yes. We're sitting here asking, where did these restaurants go? It looks like there are still some Roy Rogers, but none in Ohio. So they figured out that you correct. like it. And they're like, you know what? Let's move away from Marcus Cram. That's exactly. where they went. They they have fled the area. They scattered a- back to the East Coast. Yeah, Mark was a poor, <laughs> poor, poor tipper. That's probably That's right. right. <laughs> I mean, my eight-year-old self was a horrible tipper. If I go back and have a conversation with eight-year-old me, I'd be like, what are you doing, man? Tip these damn fast food people. A nickel? What's a nickel going to do? It's a nickel. Actually, back in the 80s, you know, nickel. Oh, you, know, you, yeah. you are right, Big Nick. There's actually quite a few. So if you live in the Maryland area, there's mm-hmm. actually, that's probably like the heaviest place that they still have. Really? Them. That's They're kind of... Yeah, they're scattered through like the East Coast, kind of from Maryland and then up through New Jersey, New York. And then literally wow. it's like two of them in uh, Connecticut, two in Mass. It's, it's kind of spaced out. So there is still some out there. I will not personally be making that road trip to uh, down <laughs> Nostalgia Lane to go find some Roy Rogers. Um, but, uh, but man, yeah, for a place that started west of us, now you can only find them east of us. So there you go. I'm happy to report they still have fried chicken. And I'll tell you what, they Big better. Nick will attempt to eat the whole dang bucket. <laughs> oh, give me some fried oh, chicken, man. Give me some fried chicken. And you know what's it. funny? I, I will tell you this. The one thing I always remember. So if you guys remember the, uh, the R, oh, you know, the Arby's um, symbol or, or uh, logo that they have on their restaurants, they, got, they have kind of that cowboy hat. Yeah. Roy Rogers was the initial cowboy hat I remember seeing because it was almost identical to the Arby's with the the big cowboy hat. It's kind of funny if you go look at the site now, it just looks like, you know, some 20 year old that, you know, hasn't even gotten out of marketing school yet drew a circle and they were like, hey, here's your new logo. But uh, but you can order online now. So that's, you know, that's a positive. So and they, they have franchising offers for anybody who wants to extend Roy Rogers back to our part of town so we can enjoy it. Hey, we we, we can that? talk about that on the side. That could be a side business. Go. Side business. All right. I'm already getting hungry. Thank you, Mark. Mr. B. Brian Blair, what is your number three on your list? So I'm going to go with... Was that a sound effect? Yeah, that, that, that was a terrible sound effect. <laughs> that was a horrible sound effect. Yeah, that was bad. Chi-Chi's. Chi-Chi's. Oh, yeah. It's celebration of food and yeah. fried ice cream. Founded in 1975 in actually Minnesota, which makes zero sense. <laughs> it's Tex-Mex. And, and it was the, there was a rest, restaurateur named Marno Demert. And his wife's name was Chi Chi. 
And he also involved a Green Bay Packer player named yeah. Max Max McGee, if you guys know about him. Yep. So, I mean, even by... so. By the way, is, hold on, Mr. B, real quick. Oh, please. Is that a in. fake name if you've ever heard one, Max McGee? I feel like if you had to come up with a name on the spot, no, you'd be like, was, ah, Max McGee. He was a legit anyway. player. But, but thanks for chiming in there, buddy. Hey, no problem. Uh, but so, like, even by March 95, at one point, they had 210 locations. Yep. And if you guys remember, Chi-Chi's was, like, kind of like the growing chain for Mexican restaurants. Yeah. Yes. And it kept growing, kept growing. And then Good, and too. Then, and then, and no, and I remember eating there. And then they had a very special situation that happened where um, <laughs> in uh, November of November, 2003, they like literally were planning on filing for um, Chapter 11 bankruptcy. They were hit with the largest hepatitis A outbreak in U.S. Oh history. God. The goat. Yeah, oh yeah, the greatest of all time. Four people died. That's Six, a good one, too. That's the A, not the B or yeah. the C. Yeah, yeah. the A. 660 people also got sick in, in a Pittsburgh area, which... Obviously, we know Pittsburgh is a sketchy area they should never live in anyway. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, apparently... Oh, yeah, Pittsburgh people. Yeah, it was tied with, like, green onions, like green onions. Um, That's so crazy. Yeah, that, that I heard about that. And, I, I mean, it's definitely... When you hear something like that goes down at the restaurant, I mean, even Chipotle's had some trouble, you know, in the near recent... Yeah times yeah. with stuff like you know not hepatitis but anytime you hear about that kind of stuff you're like it's not and so, yeah so like at that time they had 65 restaurants and then like literally like three months later they closed everything like so wow. I, I i mean my documentation i was on the weekend of september 18 2004 they closed all of their 65 remaining locations and yep. chi cheese is non-existent do uh did you hear who bought them? Well, so there's some Chi Chi's restaurants that are still available in Europe, Kuwait, and the United Arab Inter- Emirates. Mm-hmm. If you guys are, if you guys are traveling overseas and you want, trip. yeah, but no, they were actually bought by uh, Outback. In 2004. No, I, I know a lot of those places were buying places, and I, it wasn't yeah. even for the food. It was, for exactly. the lo- it was for the location. Yep. So they were looking to convert the properties, basically. And they, yeah. And I think Outback then sold it to some New York real estate investment company. But yeah. yeah. It's a blooming onion. It's a blooming yeah. onion. See, it's I, a blooming chichis. It, it was funny when, when we were doing, I was doing the research on this. I remember having like chichis when I was like 14. And I was like, oh, this place is fun. And like, they'd have like <laughs> they'd have the hats on and everyone's dancing. And uh, good luck finding a chichis. Well, so, and if you think about it, the, go ahead, Big Nick. From what I can find, it looks like there are none in the United States, but you can still buy some of their Chi-Chi brand products at the grocery store. Like I remember seeing like salsa and tortilla chips and whatnot. They they, they still have some branding stuff, but it's, I mean, there's no restaurants in the U.S. I think there's a few overseas, but that's pretty much it. So Yeah, it's actually funny. So funny you mentioned salsa. I actually heard about them in 2001. They tried to trademark the word salsification 
and yeah. got it denied yeah. by the uh, trademark right. trial and appeal board. So, uh, man, you know, obviously a celebration of food. They had a catchy theme song. I feel like when you got a catchy theme song, that's usually, you know, half the battle. Would you like but, to sing um, it for us, Mark? Yes, please go sing it. I thought I already did. Gee, cheese, <laughs> it's a celebration of food. Bam. Ooh, I'm pretty sure it's that one. But uh, but if you think about it, man, Chipotle came out, uh, Moe's came out. I mean, like there was a lot of like really. um, And if you actually, Mark, if you you think like early 90s, like that was the Mexican boom. And so they're even though they were chained, like there was Mexican restaurants chiming up left and right. And they were just like they couldn't they couldn't hang. And a lot of competition. Well, and I would say late 80s, early 90s. In my neck of the woods, Chi Chi's was like the place to go for your birthday. Oh, yeah. A popular oh, yeah. birthday. Because they'd put the hat on you and they would do the dance and give the you sombrero. a sombrero. Oh, yeah. Jinx. Absolutely. Imagine know, what's going on with that sombrero. It's been passed around to like 10,000 people. Oh, Maybe yeah. That's where the hepatitis A came from. <laughs> you know, I, think, I think Big Nick had head lice like twice. It Green was, Onions is like, come on, man. Really? You're blaming me? It's a oh, freaking sombrero. Oh, when Big Nick was 21 and 22, he got head lice. Exactly. And I was like, I complained to the manager. I was like, I ordered Mexican rice, not Mexican lice. Oh, dude. Brutal. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah. Anyway, I remember the fried ice cream was fantastic oh, over at the Chi Chi's. No, it was, yeah, I, I, had, I had a good time the always going there. And, and that was the thing is when I brought it up is it was good memories at that restaurant. Like it would be, we, we didn't go there every week. We went there like very rarely, but it would be like a fun right. celebration of something like a birthday Absolutely. or, yeah, so. That's my, it was the that, first place. It was the first place that I ever remember seeing adults drinking like fruity, exotic-looking cocktails. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, Mar- margaritas. They're, they're yeah. called margaritas, but just or Margaritaville. No, I, know, I know what they're called, but when you're like eight <laughs> or nine, when you're eight or nine, and you're going to to out to eat, and you see it for the first time, you're like, oh, this is like I'm seeing like what people drink on TV or in it's movies. Like a party. Oh, 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 and you're like, oh, this is what it looks like when my parents get drunk. (laughs) (laughs) That too? No, honestly, you're right, Big Nick. It looks like when dad gets arrested. Because I feel like when you go to a place like that, it, it just it had like a festive environment inside. You know, it's not like going to a McDonald's. It was very sterile and like, I don't know, Ronald McDonald. Yeah, okay, whatever. All right. Chi cheese. It is. I love it. Good pick, Mark. Good pick, Mr. B. All right. My number three is from 2019. There used to be this really great Chinese wet market that served a beautiful bat and fries <laughs> basket, but they're no longer around. Hey, was it in Wuhan, China? Yes. They went out of Man. business very quickly, but seriously, seriously. Uh <laughs> All right. My number three, my real number three is Daddy O's Express Drive Thru. Okay. Uh, Now, this is a pretty small operation, right? This is not the most impressive of business names, but that's what Daddy O's was. It was like a no frills, straight to the point. What you see is what you get kind of establishment. And this was an express drive through. There's no question about that. This was a small building with a drive through and like an indoor, they had an indoor counter, like a small counter where just a couple of people, two or three people could eat inside, but they had 
tables outside, like picnic style tables outside. So small buildings, quality, small operation. I'm not sure what states Daddios was available in. Um, I would not be surprised to learn if it was just here in Ohio, (laughs) but I do know uh, that this small operation it's almost it was such a small operation that it's almost impossible today to find any information about them. Oh, okay. So can't, you can't even find if there's even left. So what I did find there, Mr. B, is that I do know that in 1991 Daddios opened their fourth restaurant in the greater Columbus area and this would be mm. the one that Mr. B and I would be most familiar with growing up. So Daddio's had an incredibly small menu, which is something I still to this day really appreciate. I cannot oh, stand yeah. these you places. Cheesecake Factory? Dude, Cheesecake <laughs> Factory is exactly what I was going to say. They have they have a menu the size of a Tom Clancy novel. Idiots. Yeah, exactly. And they don't really make anything on it well at all. Cheesecake Factory, you make cheesecake well, better than most places. Stick to that, buddy. Forget about forget about Thai coconut chicken lime chicken and fish tacos. Can you imagine being a chef at that place, man? Like, learn this menu. Like, all right, cool. Give me three months, and maybe I'll come back with half the menu ready for you. So, since I couldn't find anything online, I'm going off a of memory here. Daddy O's had it right. Their menu basically was burgers, hot dogs, fries, sodas, and shakes. Yes. Americana. Now. Why are they on my list? Their burgers were fantastic. I they were better than the big three chains at the time, that being McDonald's, Wendy's, Burger King. Better burgers. And I don't remember what shake flavors they offered. It might have only been chocolate. And I say that because traditionally, I would choose strawberry or vanilla shakes over chocolate. And I only ever remember getting chocolate shakes multiple times at, at Daddio's. So the Daddio's fries, they had like the brown seasoned fries. Yeah, they, they had that seasoning on them. It, you know, like very similar to what you would find at like a Rally's or a Hardee's. And actually, in a way, I, I wonder if like Rally's put Daddio's out of business because they were very similar concept. Oh, very. Back in the 80s and 90s. But uh, one thing I'll never forget is we would ride our bikes up to the Daddio's in the summertime. <laughs> We would buy we would buy fries and chocolate shakes, and you'd sit there and you would dip your fries in the chocolate shake. Yep. Oh yeah, oh, Big Nick, your memory with Frosties and Wendy's. Your, your memory is on point, and I remember all of that. So that's amazing. Good work. I never went to a Daddio's, but you're making me hungry. I'm ready to drive to Columbus right now. Well, the, good luck because they don't exist. <laughs> right. They don't exist. The The last I just one. I see re- the site where the restaurant was. That's all I need to see. <laughs> yes. We'll take you there. The last one I remember was near downtown Columbus. And when I got my first quote unquote real job as an adult, there was a daddy-o's near the building where I worked. So I would walk over there and I used to get a big kick out of this. I could get a burger, fries, and soda like their number one meal or whatever it was for $2 and 25 (laughs) cents. Oh my gosh. And I got a kick out of that because that was the same price that I used to pay for my lunch in middle school. Yeah. You can't even buy You can't even buy a soda now for two fifty. So seriously. So for anybody that worked at a daddy's owned a daddy's managed a daddy's contact us. I want to let you know, I miss you guys. I miss every one of you. 
Well, you know what's funny is if you like search daddios, I just did a quick search to see if I can find it. There's so many little mom and pop cafes called daddios. Because yeah. I, I feel like there's some of those names when they it's don't the, get. It's not, it's not the chain. When they don't there's get pulled in from like the corporate perspective. You know what I mean? Everybody pops into it. So it looks like there's a lot of daddios out there, Big Nick. Just not, unfortunately. And, and Big Nick, I, I love you picked that one. And literally, I'm imagining their fries right now. and Dipping I, into the chocolate shake, baby. Oh, I'm so dipping right oh, in the chocolate shake. I want those fries. Good choice, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you what. I, I did, uh, on on the topic, looking them up, I did find a Daddios in Lacey, Washington online. And, Washington State? Yes, and I have Ooh, no idea. But I looked through the menu and everything, and it looks very much like a modern version of what I'm talking about here. So maybe yeah. somebody took this idea and ran with it and, and did like an could old be. school yeah, version, could be. but uh, yeah. So Daddios is my number three. So we got Roy Ooh. Rogers, Chi Chi's, and Daddy O's. That brings us back around to the Magic Man himself, Mister Marcus Cram. Magic Man. All right. Well, I, Mister um, B, you actually. So I was going to cheat, and I was going to double up on my number two here, and Mister B actually took one of my number two, so it actually Ooh. works out because I actually have another one to sidebar with the Chi-Chi's, which, if you gentlemen will remember, um, there was a, another Tex-Mex restaurant called Don Pablo's. <laughs> That also was a oh, brilliant establishment I that when it closed, Pablo. I was heartbroken because I love that place. So the the one that I went to and actually it, it closed in um, 2018 in Norwood, Ohio. And you, after that, do, do you want a little, little quick tip? Yeah, please. So, yes. So the morning after uh, I got engaged to my wife, we went to that Don Pablo's. Did you really? Yes. And it was delicious, wasn't it? It was delicious. Like honestly, that that I think that's what blows my mind. It, it makes sense when bad restaurants go out of business, but like that place especially was usually pretty crowded, and it was in a crowded area. So I'm really kind of surprised that it went. But we went to, I'm going. I went to the same one you're talking about. We went and had a little Don Pablo's, and hey, it was delicious little, for lunch. They they got some good menu options there. The thing I miss about Don Pablo's was you could get a pitcher of their homemade sangria. <laughs> oh my God. I would sit at the bar and just suck that shit down. That was when I was nine, was- I did the same thing. <laughs> oh yeah. Nine. <laughs> it was at nine. They had their their house sangria was incredible. Oh buddy. Nick's mom went to the bathroom and Nick's like jackpot. Yeah. <laughs> Time to go. Give me that sangria, woman. Give me that sangria. No, they um I mean they had a ton of locations. They had, I think, as many as 120 at some point. Um, but when the one in Ohio closed, that they only had six left after that. So oh, it kind of really? petered out. I think the last one I read was 2019. So that's when they actually closed. So they're all gone. And it's kind of oh, shocking, man. Because uh, so, 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 so Mark, completely gone is what you're saying. Yeah, like there, okay. you can't even find one now. Even if you wanted to road trip, you you wouldn't be able to find one. Okay. Um, and again, that was another place. Like like Big Nick said, I, like when you had a birthday, you'd go there. It just had a I don't know, just a fun atmosphere, yeah. um, party like atmosphere. Even when you were like 
you know, in high school, it was a fun place to go to with your friends because you knew like it's it's a place where everybody was kind of loud. You didn't have to worry about being prim and proper. You could kind of have some fun while you were there. So Cut loose. Very disappointed that Don Pablo decided to leave us. Mm-hmm. So that's my number two, Don Pablo. Oh, I could drink a whole pitcher of red sangria. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and Big Dick, we, we will do that very soon. Absolutely. All right. We'll Excellent pick there, Mark. Mr. B, you are up next. Give us your number two. So I'm going to go with, at the time, was one of my favorite sub shops, Quiznos. Mm. Oh, man. I forgot about Quiznos. Home of the Toasted Sub. They were the, one of yeah. the first yeah. Toasted Sub. So Quiznos was like a sub shop that grew rapidly and at one point they had 5,000 restaurants mm. I mean think about that think about that 5,000 restaurants that's crazy and my latest numbers I could find as of 2020 they have less than 300 Gosh. where did they go well and the biggest thing I found was there was some sketchy stuff with corporate. Like, oh I love boy. it. Do tell. Do tell, my friend. Oh, yeah, they got us some so, dirt here. So you're coming in. You're like, hey, I'm interested in doing a, 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 a Quiznos operation. Like, oh, cool. You're making 48% of your money back. Here you go. Invest this. And they were way off. So, like, it was just like, it was a little sketchy situation with Quiznos. So they're bankrupting the people that want to come in and become a yeah. franchise. So, so here, 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 one lawsuit cited a memorandum drafted by a Quiznos lawyer in 2003. It stated 40% of Quiznos units are not breaking even. A fact. Yeah. So, <laughs> like, you're a sub shop. I, I, who doesn't eat subs? Like, well, but you the, diff- a- the difference there- was that, like, so, like, uh, let's see, what was the number? I mean, I know some competition with Subway. They're George charging Michael. outrageous franchise fees. Yes. That they're taking off. Yeah. They're skimming off the top. And I think at one time, correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't the uh, slogan for Quiznos at one time? Get toasted. Well, guess what? That's what happened to these people that went in to buy a buy a the quiz. Guys making the subs were getting toasted. I don't know. You, you got toasted, bro. Yeah, well, you hey, so, 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 and this will prove it right here. The Small Business Administration said two twenty three point four percent of Quiznos franchise with loans failed. In contrast, Subway only had four point eight percent. There you go. That's a staggering so, number. No, so it was just. I think they 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 they, they grew too fast, and mm-hmm. nobody liked them, and then they disappeared. I, I remember there was a subway near my house, or at Subway, Quiznos, and I would go there, and I'm even like when they would make my sub, I was like, that doesn't seem very healthy. How you guys are like <laughs> touching my meat and stuff? Touch, oh, oh, it's getting personal. All right, we've we've gone to a dark place. No, it was it was not, it was not very good. So. Quiznos, I loved you. You guys had a peppercorn sandwich that was delicious, but 
gotta go. You gotta go. <laughs> I, I'll say this, and I, this is nothing really related to Quiznos, but the competition. And I hope I don't hurt our uh, sponsorship here with this specific company. Uh, but we are there's a certain sub shop I cannot walk into without walking out and having to literally burn my clothes. Do you guys know which place I'm talking about? Like because the, your clothes smell like the because the bread smell and the like it smells good when you walk in, but it sticks to your clothes and you walk out of that place. What is it? Tell me. What? It's it's the same name of a something you would ride underneath New York City. But is it every single one of these? Yes. That you go into because there's billions of them. Is it every yes. single one or is it just one in particular? Now, I happen to spend, you know, additional time at some as a young lad. But I'm just telling you, smell your clothes when you walk out of a subway and right. you might not go back. And yeah, I, I, I could go on. I'm just going to leave it I right I do there. subway every Tuesday. Do every really? Tuesday for lunch. Tuesday I have subway. subway. Yep, Tuesday is Subway for Bill for Belichick agrees, and, <laughs> and maybe it's just the one that I go to is not. It's the only Subway I've been to in like two or three years. I mean, <laughs> I mean, if you're quick in and out, maybe you're uh, you're dodging it. But I'm just telling you, spend a little bit of time in there. You're gonna, yeah. you're gonna all right. Close. So we you're learned that a, a lot of potential small oh. business owners got toasted by Quiznos and Mark, <laughs> uh, Mark throwing subway right under the bus there as well. That brings me, am I okay, Mr. B to move on to my number two? Of course you are buddy. All right. I went with, and this might be difficult for the, the people, you know, uh, mm. far, far away, but, uh, I'm going with another one here that is near and dear, close to home. My number two is Max and Irma's. Ooh, the chain, oh, man. The chain was founded in 1972 when two businessmen purchased a local tavern in Columbus, Ohio's German village. So originally, this was just, it started off as just a bar that yeah. served burgers so that their, their patrons wouldn't leave to go. You know, the patrons get hungry after a while. So they serve burgers so they wouldn't leave. Well, these businessmen, they, they bought this uh, tavern that was operating since 1958, and they retained the Max and Irma's name and created the theme restaurant, which featured a converted bathtub that served as a Sunday bar. Now, this is one of my favorites for for many reasons, and we'll get into that. But But to start with, a big... Columbus, Ohio has a big, huge 4th of July celebration called Red, White, and Boom. Boom. Every year, and it's traditionally on July 3rd, every year we would go, my family would go downtown to see Red, White, and Boom, but we would eat at the original, the very first Max and Irma's in German Village before making our way on foot over to our spot to see the fireworks. Now, you hit on something uh, earlier with your Quiznos. At one point, Max and Irma's had at least 101 restaurants, and this was as far away from Ohio as Las Vegas. And I think that their downfall was similar to Quiznos, where they just expanded way too fast, way too soon. Yep. In the late 90s and early 2000s, they were putting these things everywhere and on every, at the local level. I remember here in Columbus that they were putting them so close together that they were actually competing with themselves at some point. 
So once there were over 100 restaurants throughout Eastern United States and the Midwest, now there are just 16 left. And sadly, some of them are operating out of airports and hotels. So this used to all be standalone buildings. Now, the thing that I loved about Max and Irma's was some of their unique menu items. First off, tortilla soup, spicy chicken tortilla soup, hot yes. with a sprinkle of that shredded was awesome. cheese with Delicious. the fried crispy tortilla chips on top. Now, that does not sound like a big deal today, but 15, 25 years ago, it was hard to find tortilla soup anywhere. Yep. And still to this day, in my opinion, it's hard to find it anywhere that was as good as it used to be at Max and Irma's. Now, it was real good. Here is the thing. All right. Next, they had the garbage burger. <laughs> this was one of my favorite things to, to get. Now, no, I, no. I would only eat this once or twice a year for good reason. <laughs> the garbage burger, and it, I'm going to break this down for everybody. The garbage burger is. A traditional burger topped with four cheeses, cheddar, Swiss, American, and mozzarella. <laughs> oh, my heart. Uh, four cheeses. All right, keep going. It also has bacon, sautéed mushrooms, sautéed onions, guacamole, and marinara sauce served with lettuce, tomato, onion, pickles on a toasted bun. And they hand you a gigantic... <laughs> salad forked. <laughs> yeah, I used to eat mine eat with a fork thing. and knife. I used to eat mine with a fork Dude, and knife. Now, that's crazy. Now you used to be able to get your burgers there in two different sizes: max size, which was ten ounce burger patties, and Irma size was a six ounce burger patty. Today, it's only one size, from what I could find, which is an eight ounce patty. So, sadly, on August seventh, two thousand and seventeen. The very original, the one that me and my family used to go to before the fireworks celebration, the original German village Max and Irma's location closed its doors forever. Well, I would tell you this, Big Nick. A, that is a great choice, and I completely forgot about Max and Irma's. I used to eat there a bunch, especially as a kid. And obviously from the kid memories all the way beyond they had they their food was really good. Like you said, the tortilla soup was fantastic. I always remembered, especially as a kid, at the end of the meal, I don't know if you guys remember, they used to do fresh baked chocolate chip cookies. Oh like, yeah. It was like your grandma yes. made them. Oh my God. Like they were ooey gooey right out of the oven. Like not something that had been sitting on a shelf for three days and you could probably, you know, well knock somebody there. out with it. Like it was the the type that like fell apart when you picked it up. Oh, delicious. So good. Very good. I loved it. All right. There you have it. Max and Irma's fantastic stuff. I hey, kudos to me for making another fantastic selection. Magic Mark, we are back around to you, my friend. It is time for the number one. Where the heck did they go? Favorite restaurant. And this one is really where the heck did it go? Um, because I think as a kid, this is the place that stole my heart and continues to have it to this day. Even though there's been other fillers, it's not the same. Friendly's restaurants. Oh, where are the Friendly's restaurants? You tell me. 
I think as a kid, I don't know about anybody else. I remember the birthdays with the clown Sunday that had the scoop of vanilla, the Reese Pieces eyes and nose with the chocolate dipped cone on head for the hat mm. and the whipped cream <laughs> around the back for the hair that honestly, in hindsight, kind of made a creepy looking clown. <laughs> but as a kid, you're like, I'm about to smash all the sugary ice cream and candy right in front of me. Um, and honestly, man, they had so many flavors of ice cream and not like filler flavors. I'm talking like legit Good flavors. Yeah, legit <laughs> flavors, legit flavors. Now, I will say there is still friendlies. They they do still exist. Um, they are not by any means plentiful. And once again, just like my first choice, Roy Rogers, they seem to be um, have scattered to only the East Coast. So congratulations, East Coast. You win again. East Coast. Um, there is a lot of them actually on the East Coast. So if you're listening right. to this on the East Coast, you're probably like, what in the hell are you talking about? Send some ice cream my way. I miss it. I got to have it. Yes. I mean, they had the good burgers. They had all like the kind of Americana type food, but I'm not going to lie. Friends, it was about the ice cream. That's what it was. And it was delicious. Yes, there was one local to me where I grew up that is, of course, no longer there. There's, I don't, you know, there's none left in yeah. the, the great state of Ohio. No. But yeah, I remember the friendlies very well. And they're no longer with us. Let's have a moment of silence. Let's have a moment of silence. It seems to me, though, Mark, that, that two of your three are all still surviving in a similar locale so i think i might need we, to relocate guys it's we, been we've fun just planned out your next vacation <laughs> this podcast has been great guys but uh, i think i gotta relocate i'm out i'm out i'm out i think roy rogers and friendlies i'm gonna go put a couple pounds on i'm gonna head to the east coast <laughs> see what happens it's gonna be a little cold but i can i can bear up for it i love yeah, it yeah they um the, I mean, like I said, there's a lot of different ice cream options. And obviously, you know, where I'm at now, I'm lucky to probably have what probably is the greatest ice cream in the entire country. Um, but, you know, even that withstanding, definitely childhood memories uh, will never fade of pulling up and seeing that friendlies in cursive on the sign just got me all kinds of excited for some good sweet times. Good for you, buddy. Absolutely. So that's my number one. Friendlies, boom. Well, and you knew as soon as you went through those doors, it was going to be extra friendly for you. Absolutely. It's always Mr. friendly at friendlies. Mr. B, you have one left to deliver, and it better be a good one, my friend. Hit us hard with your number one restaurant. Where did it go? It will be. And this is one that was very local to where I lived in Grove City, Columbus. GD Ritzies. The old GD Ritzies. Goddamn Ritzies is what yeah. it stood for. God so it, it was a kind of like a take off a 40s, 50s diner. Oh, yes. My favorite. Oh, and I love I mean, that. I, I mean, I, I loved when our parents would take us there. It was just to me, it was like the most amazing thing. It would be, it, it was like a, a, a 1950s diner. Like literally, right. 
I mean, like they had even the jukebox and like they had milkshakes and diners and all that stuff. And so originally founded in 1981, you know, GD Ritzy's and God damn Ritzy's. Yeah. (laughs) God damn. And, and big Nick, you might remember the hot dogs were the way to go. Oh yeah. Yeah, you, your family would pull up in your in your 1987 jalopy, and you'd be like, oh, yeah. Mr. P would be in the back seat in a car seat. He's he's still like four foot seven, but he's in a car seat. He's like, God damn, that so, wood-sided station wagon pulled up. Well, and, and, and at one point, damn, at one really point the, the chain had reached. God damn, I'm gonna get a hot dog. They reached 95 locations at one point, wow. and then and now we're down to. Maybe two or three, and the uh, I like the steak and shake before steak and shake, right? Because they kind of well, got a little it bit. Was, of a, it was it was well, vibe so in 2018. The sons of the original owners, Corey and Brian, uh, there's so CD and BD, yeah, Ritzy. God there, there's damn. actually a called a Ritzy's in North High Street in Columbus right now. Mm. They took the GD off. Yeah, they 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 tried to rebrand it, but like I remember, I just remember going in there and having such a fun time with my family, and that was my favorite of all the restaurants. Like it was just, mm, it was great. It was like you could you put in a nickel in the thing and you could listen to some old music from 1951, and yeah, that's that's my number one. They had the, if I remember correctly, Mr. B, they had the shoestring style French fries, the thin fries. Oh, the real real thin thin fries. And they had the the best. They had the awesome hot dogs. And I mean, I I remember as a kid, I would always get a hot dog and fries and be like, and then save room for ice cream afterwards because they had great ice cream as well. And and great milkshakes too. So it'd be like, welcome to the dream of life. All right. Well, fantastic pick. God damn, that hot dog was good. (laughs) All right. We have Friendlies. We have GD Ritzies. Now it's time for Big Nick to deliver his number one. I went with Damon's Grill and Sports. Oh, Oh, Damon's. And and before you even say anything, I got to say this, Big Nick. I love Damon's. Mm Mm-hmm. And Damon's was the first place I experienced the uh, video quiz uh, stuff yeah. on, on trivia. The video yeah. trivia. Yeah, thank you. You can explain it better than I can. I'm sure. So, and there's no way that Mr. B, B will remember this, but um, in eighth grade in English class, we had to write a <laughs> we had to write a paper on our favorite place. And uh, it like our favorite place in the world. You could pick anything. I wrote a paper on Damon's Grill and Sports Bar. <laughs> Give me some ribs. <laughs> oh. I, I remember my classmates oh. looking at me like, who is this moron sitting up here at the top Mo of the Ron. moron at the front of the class reading to us about the local restaurant there? But look, I. I freaking loved it. It it was headquartered here in Columbus, Ohio. It was an American-style restaurant that emphasized prime rib, great steaks, chicken, seafood, salads, 
and of course, Damon's award-winning ribs. The restaurant also, look, to me, the problem is it never would survive today because everybody's doing what they were doing before everybody else. Exactly. Right? So the chain at one point had 137 restaurants. This was in 2001. But I found an NBC News article from 2011 just 10 years later, stating that there were only 38 Damon's left at that time. Now, Mm. those that remember Damon's Grill and Sports Bar, they remember, of course, the award-winning ribs, which they did win awards for those ribs. But still, to this day, there's old-timers that tell me the best prime rib dinner they've ever had anywhere was always at Damon's. They had a fantastic prime rib dinner. Now, I always got the sample platter. Okay, the sample platter was going off a of memory here. It was three ribs. Listen to how much shit you got on one plate. <laughs> it was three ribs, three cheese sticks, two potato skins, four chicken wings. And if you go back in time far enough, at one point, you also got a small portion of onion loaf on the center <laughs> of the plate. Onion loaf. So oh an onion God. loaf. I want remember that right onion now. loaf? Yes, I want that because I remember the I remember the Damon's onion loaf. It was like instead of the blooming onion, it was like this, onion. It was like this big brick of onion. Fried. <laughs> like, it was yeah. picture the shape of a meatloaf and replace it with onion <laughs> ranch. Oh, that was, what it was. It was terrible for you, but like it was. I hope no one shared a room with you, Big Nick, after you had the sampler platter because that sounds <laughs> like it went. When See, but even know. like the the Damon's in Columbus that I remember going to was like set up like in a tiered situation where everyone could see yes. the screens, so mm. you could you'd play the game like you'd play the um, well, or you would watch your favorite sports team play on the screen. Yeah. So so for those that have never been to one, the the one that I went to all the time, and actually I had been to three or four of them. And they were all laid out very similar. And what when you would walk in, they would ask you, where do you want to sit? Well, you had your choice between the clubhouse, the dining room, or the bar. Yes. And the way that they did this was the dining room was like the quiet area. It's where you would go to have like family time. Yeah. And they had no TVs in the dining room. But what they did have was they had a, a fireplace that was running 24-7. Then between the dining room and the clubhouse, it was separated by a bar, like a a full bar that has some bar tables as well as TVs up there. And that was kind of the the loudest spot inside the restaurant. The clubhouse had like theater style seating. Oh, yeah. It was like it was different levels, but they would you had tables, you know, you had your table where you could sit six or, you know, four, six or eight people. But you if you sat at one level, you were like two feet higher than the people in front of you. Oh, so yeah. everybody could awesome. see the four giant screens in front. So it was the only place. And I, I grew up, look, when I, I came out of the womb, a sports fan, like I, like I, <laughs> I was watching sports when I, when I was so little and my, my two favorite things to do eat and watch sports. And if you can mm-hmm. combine the two, that was the first time I realized you could combine the two in a, in a, in a business type, uh, establishment. So anyway, I loved going there. Uh, anytime I got to pick where we were going to go for like my birthday or whatever, it was always Damon's. Damon's. And here, here's the thing I remember the most. You talked about the, the trivia game that you yep. would play. The trivia game was great. 
But for me, I went to Damon's Grill and Sports Bar in Columbus. Now, I was a minor at the time. I was, of course I you was, were. I was in high school. A young lad. So I wasn't going there to drink. I was just going there for fun. But I would go, I went there and watched every Monday night football game in 1996 and 1997. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Every single Monday night football game because they had a game that you could play called QB1. Yes, I remember. Does anybody that. remember QB1? And you would pick the the, the play. You try to you try to pick the play oh, before they run the play. Big Nick. And you got rewarded points based on how close you were to the play Good call. Good job. Ah, big Nick, I forgot about that completely. That and that's why we loved going there too. Big Dude, Nick. I would show up an hour before kickoff on Monday Night Football every month. Like my father, I lived with my father, and he knew like don't mess with Nick on Monday Night Football night. He's going to go <laughs> to Damon's. He's going to park his ass in his seat it's in the brands. clubhouse. I'm going to get my no sample platter, bro. I'm going uh, to get ribs on there. There's ribs on the sampler. Sample platter. Let's go. I drink about 16 Pepsis while I was there. <laughs> Let's get all fired up on Pepsis. Yeah. Well, it's uh, funny. So Big Nick actually did a little bit of investigative work as we've been uh, sitting here. I found an article from 2015 that they actually opened a new Damon's Grill in Sandusky, Ohio, that they were bought by the same Pittsburgh-based holding company in 2008, along with... Columbus chain, Max and Irma's. I saw that. And I think that they're, they're, um, that Pittsburgh chain or that Pitt, Pittsburgh holding company. I think they have gone chapter 11 at this point. Yep. Yeah. So actually I, I even went a step further and went to the Facebook page of that, um, Damon's in the last post 2017. So I was hoping I, there, I could rekindle that for you and, and find you a location. But, but uh, unfortunately, no. Well, and regardless, it, it, the thing it's with tied the, with Max and Irma's, which is some irony there. The thing with Damon's was the food was incredible, but also it's the you know it's the setup. It's what they're delivering as far as entertainment goes. Right. And now sports bars are a dime a dozen. Experience. But we're yeah. talking like late nineties. People, don't, you know, if you were going somewhere and you weren't of drinking age, there was nowhere else that you could go and uh, park, sit down, and watch sports and eat. And Big yeah. Nick, you, you're saying exactly. I mean, I remember being very young and just loving the atmosphere. It was like a like a tiered situation, and the 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 screened video game was just like, I mean, it drawed us in. Like we would like my parents would take the like, what do you guys want to do? Well, co- clearly we're gonna, we we want to go to Damon's. Like right. we're gonna, we're gonna play the we can play the game. We can eat some ribs, and it was awesome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Sadly, no longer um, with us. And no. yeah, there and there is uh, sports, you know, sports bars these days, like you said, Diamond Dozen. I, I feel like there's some of them now where it's it's bad. Like you walk into some of them now and you're just like, man, this I feel like sports bar is such an opportunity to make a truly unique experience. You know what I mean? And there's They're so garbage. many of them that are just very cookie cutter right now. So it's like, oh, they it's are. Yeah, it's, it's all it's all BW3s. Yeah, but good choice, Big Nick. Big kids, good I have choice. Big kids, I have a business idea for you, gents. What oh. about this? What if we design an app that is similar to like you? You know, you got like DraftKings and such like that. What if we developed an app 
where it's sports betting, but it's of the QB1 style, where you could sit down for the Monday night football game or the Sunday night football game, and you're trying to predict the next play and who scores the most points takes the pot. And, of course, we're skimming a whole bunch off the top. We have an app to run. Here's the the problem, Big Nick. The fact that you announced that to everybody. Somebody smarter than us just stole that idea (laughs) and just ran with it, and they've already got an app out. Hey, I've already patented the idea. I've already patented the hey, idea. It's we got smart listeners, first. man. We got smart yeah. listeners. We do have smart listeners. And, that was a gr- and that's a great idea. That is a great idea. It's patent number 37005941. If you, want to that, if you want to check into that, you can email me at don't steal my ideas. <laughs> Go f yourself. I shouldn't have done that. Duck. <laughs> oh, buddy! All right, with that, I think we've hit a wall, friends. I think we've hit well, a very on. hard wall. Big Nick, I got something I got to share with you. Of I, course, you do. I Go got to. Sh- I got to share it with you. Please. There We're was a, there was a company called Pumpernick. <laughs> and hang on, I, you got to hear this, and it, and it's spelled Pumper P U M P E R N I C, and the logo the logo looks exactly like Burger King. I thought you were about to say it looked exactly like Big Nick. No. They took his image, and, and it, it was a popular chain of fast food restaurants in Argentina that existed from the 70s to the 80s. And right now, it's a very cult hit. Dude, but I've mean, heard of this. I've yeah, heard of this. Pumper Nick. I mean, Nick. That sounds this, like a gym. Nick, this is where you should be living right now. Argentina. He's told me to go to Argentina. You know, that's where the, oh. uh, that's where the, the Nazi war criminals fled. Gents, well, we got our war pl- we got our, our travel plans. I'm going to the East Coast to uh, gain some weight, and Big Nick is heading south to uh, get down into Pumpernick. I mean, I, I, if I be, get, I don't know where you're going to be, but uh, yeah, I'll probably I'll, I'll probably be in Cincinnati or something. But but still, <laughs> right? Pump- I'm going to Argentina to develop my app, my QB one app. If you see this Pumpernick, like it's you have to have a tattoo of it instantly on your neck. All right. Boys and girls, big kids everywhere, we want to thank you for tuning in this week to join us to discuss our favorite restaurants. Where did they go? And guess what? Where are you going to go? You're going to come right back here to the Big Kid Show next week. Until then, take care and be well, my friends.